Hey everybody, welcome to the Legacy Podcast. My name is Bill Dupenthaler. And I'm Mike Conan, and this is a podcast for disciples who want to make disciples. All right, here we are, our very first podcast, Mike. This is this is pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of exciting stuff, man. I've been waiting for this for a while. Excited to do it with you. I know. So we decided it would probably be a good idea to maybe uh, introduce ourselves a little bit, you know, give 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 you a reason to listen to us. Uh, so, well, let's start with you, Mike. Tell us, like, who the heck are you anyway? <laughs> you got a family, well, you know, and, you know you, a hermit lives up in the mountains, you know, who are you? I have done that for a season, yes, but... Uh, no, I uh born and raised in Gig Harbor. In fact, my family's a third generation uh, Gig Harbor family. My granddad ran and, what and was wait, called Conan Field. Gig, Gig Harbor, what, what the heck's that? Is that a, is that a town or is that an area? So Gig Harbor is, it, is, is a France, little or? suburb of Seattle slash Tacoma across from the bridge. Uh, I grew up in the 70s and 80s uh, here in Gig Harbor. Very, very fun place to be. Um and yeah, one of the best towns. In fact, it's, it was rated a few years ago. It was one of the top 10 places to live in the United States uh, for small towns, which is kind of cool. Um, but I grew up, my family, like I said, they had a, a small business and my um, my dad uh, ran this business. It was called Conan Fuel. I worked there since I was, you know, 14. Uh, and so I've, I've, I tell my wife all the time, well, I've, I've never known what it's like to did not work. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, I'm thankful for that. Mom and a dad and a brother. And then I'll make a long story short later on, I found out I had a sister. So I'm actually an oldest middle child, which not very many people can say. I grew up as an oldest child. And then when I was 23, I met my sister who was older than I was, who my mom had given up for adoption. So another crazy part of my uh, story. But yeah, that's kind of a little bit how I grew up. Um, I grew up going out on boats, uh, played a little bit of sports, uh, and just uh, had some friends. Um, but at the same time, uh, a lot of work and a lot of time with my family, which was uh, a joy. And also in the church, I'll tell you more about that later. But that's kind of how I grew up. What about you, Bill? Tell us a little bit about your growing ups. Well, so I grew up, um, my dad was in the Navy, and uh, so we moved around a little bit, but but we spent a lot of time in San Diego and Los Angeles, and we eventually ended up in Tacoma. Uh, I'm the oldest of four. Wow. Uh, and so um, uh, two other brothers and one sister, and uh, and we were swimmers growing up, so that was our deal. Interesting. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So I was I was a swimmer, and uh, so if, if Did anybody wants to talk to me about that. Oh yeah, yeah. We we were we were doing two a days uh, before that was a thing. You know? Wow. Uh, yeah, and don't get me started on on uh, sports <laughs> in today's world. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime. But that's that's <laughs> yeah. That's another that's another another podcast for another day. But but uh, we also grew up as uh, Catholics, and and uh, so I had all those um, those Catholic traditions growing up, and and uh, so that was that was uh, how how a lot of my background was formed. And so I, I, I grew up with a strong, you know, uh, uh, belief in, in God and, and, and those kinds of principles and that kind of thing. And, and in a, in a great, um, loving family and, um, you know, so. Did you make um, yeah, the cut for altar boy? Up. Did you make the cut for <laughs> altar boy? 
No, you know, I never did uh, uh, become an altar boy, but I but I did know a few altar boys uh, who used to, uh, from time to time, um, sneak in and, and and drink a little wine before it was uh, blessed by the priest. But uh, again, another another story for another podcast. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so that was you, Mike, growing up. Uh, like speaking of uh, faith, you know what what was what was that like for you in terms of like when did you start following Jesus and come to that have that be a reality in your life? Well, I would describe myself in, in my tradition. I'm, I come from the Reformed tradition. I grew up Presbyterian. I'm still Reformed today as a covenant kid. In other words, my family was Christian, and I was raised in a Christian home, and I've never known what it was like not to follow Jesus. Um, mm. I think I remember as a kid a couple of different extremes. One extreme being I, I almost had the honor of being the first person to be kicked out of uh, Chapel Hill Presbyterian Church's uh, elementary school, uh, Sunday school. Uh, I didn't even know I was misbehaving <laughs> until they told my mom, if he doesn't change, he he's going to be out of here. And uh, so needless to say, I changed. I didn't even, like I said, realize I was doing it. But I also, I always had a heart for the Lord. Um, I remember yeah. as a kid, I'd be, I'd be laying in bed because, you know, I heard they always were telling us, we have to invite Jesus into your heart. So, you know, I, I, I literally as a kid would lay in bed almost every night and ask Jesus into my heart because I didn't know, you know, what you're supposed to do. So I'm like, man, are you in there? Because if you are, if you're not, I want you in there. So I kind of just, you know, that was my upbringing, you know, is always knowing Jesus. And like I said, not struggles with the church, but just being a boy and, and finding my way. And then in youth and group, can't, and it can't hurt to play it safe and just, you know, <laughs> just in <laughs> yeah, case. Cover, cover your yeah, Jesus, I mean, I, come into my heart again today. You know, that whole prayer, you know, it, you know, if I die before I wake, you know, it's pretty scary to think that's what people, you know, you pray for your kid. Yeah. If, now wow. I lay me down to sleep, you know, that one. And pray the if Lord I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. You know, like, yeah. I don't know how many kids ponder that one at night. But anyway, I wanted to make sure that I was, if I, my soul was taken, it was going to be taken for the Lord. And, uh, and then in uh, middle school and high school, we had a new director come to town. Uh, his name was Danny DeWalt, and he had a he had a pretty big impact on my life, uh, and and reached out to me and brought me into leadership, but just really believed in me, and and boy, what a significant mm. mentor he was for me, and a lot of adults came through there too who are leaders, but uh, during that season of youth group, you know, some for some people it works, for some people it doesn't. It really worked for me in in helping me with my faith and growing oh. and. And beyond, and you know, I could tell you more about my faith journey, and I probably will in a, in a little bit. But by the time I graduated high school, I was a I was a follower of Jesus, and I went off to UW, uh, where I went to school. And I'll tell you more about that later. But that's kind of my upbringing and how I came to know the Lord. Uh, and like I said, I can't remember a time when I I didn't know Jesus. And huh, that's pretty you know. cool. What about you? Like, yeah. do you remember a time when you met Jesus, or or had a, a transformation, or or what was your life like? Well, like I said, I grew up, you know, uh, doing all the all the Catholic things, going to mass every Sunday, going to confession on Saturdays, and uh, went through CCD and confirmation, and and you know, just all those things. Uh, but I remember I got I got to uh, the summer between uh, junior high and high school, and I ended up at a at a, a local camp here in the Western Washington area called Miracle Ranch, run by. Nice. Uh, Krista Ministries, a little shout out to them, uh, because I've yeah. told this, I've, I've actually gone back to Miracle Ranch before and told this story, um, uh, and it's, it's, it's pretty, I think it's pretty encouraging to them, uh, because I, I went to that camp, 
And I remember thinking to myself, well, this is nice for all these Protestants, you know, but I, you know, my, my thinking was, you know, I, I have the sacraments and I, I grew up a Catholic. And so this doesn't really apply to me. Yeah. And, and, um, but I remember the last night, uh, I was just kind of like in my, in my bunk, um, getting ready to go to sleep. And I, and, and I just thought, I had this thought and I, and, and it turned into a little prayer of, uh, Lord, you know, I guess I never really totally like gave myself to you and, and, and asked you into my heart like they're talking about at this camp. And, and so, Lord, I want to know you. I, I, I want to serve you. I want to have you in my life. And, and so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. It wasn't emotional, but it, but it was heartfelt. Um, and, but then I just I went to sleep, and I never told anybody. I never never raised my hand. I never went forward. Um, but but you're one of those kids, happened. huh? You're one yeah, of those kids. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what's cool about that is, you know, we never know who we're impacting, and and. Um, and, yeah. and I don't know who who the, the the person was that was the the the, the leader in that room that that summer. Um, I just met him that week, and and I never talked to him again after that. But but um, so you never got to impacted. sign their Bible or anything like that, so they could know the story <laughs> or no glory no, for them. Like huh? All for the Lord, huh? Yeah, it's, nothing like that. Good about that. But 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 it really <laughs> made a difference, and 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 I ended up um, uh, beginning a a, a deep. Uh, and personal relationship with the Lord that I that I hadn't known prior to that. Um, then I got to high school and I um, I discovered uh, Young Life, and, yeah. uh, and 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 many people are familiar with Young Life, and it's an international organization that's that that helps teenagers to meet Jesus and follow Jesus. And and uh, I remember the first Young Life club I went to. Uh, I thought they were you know, way too crazy and, and, and way too <laughs> excited for me, for my tastes. But, um, but, you know, at the end, uh, the guy that was like heading it up, uh, and I do remember his name because he, he really impacted me. His name is Doug Burley. And he, he came up yeah, to I've me. I've heard that and, name before. <clears throat> yeah. And, and Doug said, Hey, you know, he, he introduced himself and, and, um, Hey, some of us are going <clears> to, <throat> some of us are, are, um, going to, Head out and go to A and W Root Beer, and and go nice. get and go get a root beer float, you know. After after this, and so um, why don't you meet us over there, and 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 I'll buy you a root beer, you know. And 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 he did, and and the he thing that, that really super impressed deep me, voice where he's like, yeah, if you, yeah. If you, if you advised you, you almost had to say yes because he said, Bill, you will go with us. That's a terrible <laughs> imitation. Sorry, Doug. Yeah, that 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 didn't do him justice, but <laughs> but anyway, you know, but Doug, but Doug really did impact my life, and 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 um and and uh and you know, and we ended up having a great relationship, and 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 uh, and he inspired me to 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 go deeper in Christ, and and um and 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 to continue to be involved with Young Life, and that ended up changing really, you know, the whole uh, trajectory of my life in many ways. So, and um, Young Life was pretty small then, right? When you were when you went, or was it growing at that time, or or? Um... Well, Young Life started in the nineteen forties. So by the time I got there, you know, it was nineteen, you know, forty three or forty four. So, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, I'm not that old. No, I, I that was that was the uh, the late seventies, and so so Young Life was pretty pretty big by then. It was it was definitely international and that kind of thing. And were but, your leaders uh, yes. Jesus movement people? Um, 
Yeah, maybe a little bit, you know, but uh, we didn't talk that much about that stuff. But sure, um, of course. But but anyway, but yeah. So so I ended up involved with Young Life, and 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 I ended up uh, becoming a, a volunteer Young Life leader when I was in college. I went to Pacific Lutheran University. I was a business major and volunteered with Young Life and that kind of thing. And and um, and 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 I ended up. Uh, and I'll I'll just kind of move into this, and then yeah. I want to hear you know your your half of this story too. But but sure. I ended up working for Young Life, and and um, nice, and and uh, it was it was it was a, a another friend named Tom Jones who who called me up, and and uh, this is like three years after after graduating from college, I had a good job working in marketing and advertising, and he and he called me up and said, hey, you know, uh, would you come up here to um, to uh, Snohomish, uh, um, near Seattle, and and um, nice. and we'd like to have you uh, join us on the Young Life staff, and and I said no, thank you, <laughs> uh, and but he managed to talk me into going up to to visit just to check it out, and 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 um, and and I remember he took me to uh, Cascade High School, and and um, and it was August of 1983, and the football team was out on the field, and we walked over and and. Um, and another another guy that impacted me greatly was the head coach at, at Cascade High School, uh, Gary Price Senior, and and um, he introduced me to Gary and and Gary and he, and he said, hey Gary, this is Bill Dupenthaler, and he's interested in maybe starting Young Life here at Cascade High School, and 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 Gary's response was just you know great enthusiasm and oh well, we'd love to have you and and we've been praying for God to bring somebody here and on yeah. and on and, and yeah. Two minutes later, I'm walking off the football field, and I'm going, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, <laughs> they had what you. just happened?" They had, <laughs> they me. had you. and I mean, literally, people ask, "Well, what was your calling to ministry?" That was it. That was yeah. it. And 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 um, <laughs> I I ended up doing that for 35 years uh, on on the Young Life staff. Wow, and, and, 35 you know, years with, ago. Yeah, in a, in a number of different uh, communities, including even a stint of almost four years in France. Uh, but, um, but that, that ended up being what I, I, uh, did, uh, vocationally for, for, uh, most of my adult life. So, to, so let's pick up on the story with you then, Mike. Yeah. So my call to ministry, yeah. you know, I'll try and give you a few highlights. Uh, it started when I went to UW and again, just knew the Lord and, and, and was just finding myself in situations where I wanted to tell people about Jesus. I was leading Bible studies. I I ran ministry when I was in, in high school. I'd ran a kids ministry at the church there. And then the 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 pastor who I'd worked with, Danny Dewalt, had invited me to come back and be a youth intern. Honestly, Bill, I didn't even know he wanted to be a youth intern. <coughs> I, I thought that he wanted me to be – this is going to sound funny. I, I actually thought that he wanted me to be – like a groundskeeper, and he invited me to come work at the church. <laughs> and then later, he's like, "No, I want you to do ministry." And so I was like, "Really, me?" And um, so anyway, I did that, and and it it went really well. Uh, I remember my second year; they, he invited me back the next summer. Um, we were in uh, Laguna Beach uh, on a Mexico trip, and I was giving a talk. And Frank, I don't even know what the talk was on. And in fact, I I probably. I don't even, I can't even tell you. I have an idea, but it doesn't matter. But at the end of the talk, it was really weird. This woman was just listening to my talk and she came up and she gave us 50 bucks and said, I'm just so glad you guys are doing this. And I was like, man, wow. maybe I should be a televangelist, you know, <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> uh, but on that same one, 
the uh, we were down in Mexico, and uh, I've been working with these kids and just trying to share the Lord with them. And that night, uh, the Holy Spirit just worked in an awesome way, and and people were meeting mm. Jesus left and right, and it was overwhelming. And I thought, man, this is pretty awesome just to be a part of this. And I wasn't even a part like the central part. I was just a, a player in the, you know, someone else gave the talk, someone else did the prayer and stuff, but I, I was just so glad to be a part of it. And so afterwards I said, Lord, if you want me to do this for the rest of my life, um, I'll do it, but I just don't know. So here's what I'm going to say. I, I just want you to have one person come up to me and say, Mike, you've really changed my life. And so, um, and I said, and I, I don't want to be here all night, so I'm going to count to a hundred. So I'm going to give you to the count to a hundred, uh, to do this. <laughs> So everybody's lingering in a room and I walk away off to out, out of the room and, and into, you know, like an, an area there. And, and a couple of the kids come up to me who I had talked to and, and built a relationship with. Uh, and they um, said something along the lines of, boy, so-and-so has really changed. So they used the language mm-hmm. of changed. But I said, you know what, Lord, that just doesn't count. And so I got to 100 and I walked back to the room and this, this young woman who had uh, a disability where she couldn't walk well, who couldn't have walked to me from where I was, came up to me, gave me a hug and said, Mike, you've really changed my life. The exact words. <laughs> wow. And so that was that moment where it was like an aha moment. And to be honest, I really didn't know what to do with that. And I'm going to wind up the story here really quick and just say, I ended up uh, through the next few years, discerning a call to ministry. And then I went off to seminary. In fact, I went to a couple different seminaries and then graduated from seminary and was working at the church that had taken me in as an intern for a couple of years. And then uh, right after that, shifted gears and it was my home church. And, and I think we all agreed that it wasn't the best place for me to be. So I moved and became a preaching pastor and started preaching in the Presbyterian churches. And I would go into turnaround churches, churches that were struggling or in decline for years before I got there and and try to turn them around. And so we ha- I had a couple of those experiences where we got to see the Lord uh, do some awesome stuff, bring people in, bring people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then just finished up my last call in Oregon, actually next to your brother, uh, in Sherwood there, Paul. And so, and now I'm excited to kind of take some of the things I've learned and put them into practice uh, with this ministry. That's so cool. And, um, and, and you mentioned before that you're, that you're married, you got a family. Yeah. So I met my wife uh, at uh, St. Uh, what is it? One of the St. Hospitals here in town. Uh, the, and anyway, she, I was a chaplain and she's a nurse and she paged the chaplain for her first dying patient. And as awkward as it may be, I showed up for this and I saw her and I thought, man, she's kind of cute. And, <laughs> and then, you know, it kind of went from there and seven months later we were married and wow. uh, just been great. She's still a nurse. She works at St. Anthony's now. And we have four kids, 17, 15, just turned 15 yesterday, in fact. And then I've got a daughter who's going to turn 11 uh, in two days or tomorrow even, I guess. Man, it's crazy. And then a uh, and then another son who's 12. 
So, wow. yeah, it's it's busy but great. What about so you? You're Tell right in the middle of those. Family. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right in the middle of those teen years, and that's yeah. Yeah. That well, and that's part of the reason I wanted to do this ministry. Frankly, is is trying to reach my yeah. own kids for for yeah, Christ. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. Uh, uh, I'm married to Jody, and and <laughs> and, and kind of like different, but similar to you. I met her at my first um, uh, volunteer leaders uh, young life uh, training meeting, uh, Love it. and and uh, Love it. in in Tacoma, Washington, and uh, and uh, you know you're there for the the deal, and then afterwards there's the desserts and that kind of thing, <laughs> and. I, I I walked over to the table and 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 started eating this this uh, mud pie, and and I I was like, wow, who made this mud pie? <clears throat> and somebody said, oh, it's it's uh, Jody, that 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 girl over there. And so I went over and introduced myself and said, hey, this is a really great mud pie. <clears throat> so the the saying of uh, the the road to a oh, man's heart goes through his stomach is absolutely true, and and. Um, it did take me a while longer, though. I, you know, to we we weren't married for a couple more years, but uh, but still, uh, that's how we met, and and uh, and we have that's great uh, three uh, grown children. Our daughter Emily is thirty, and wow, uh, and you're married, old man. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, and 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 then our our twin boys uh, are twenty nine. So we actually had three kids in fourteen months. So that was, um, you know. Busy times, but but uh, and so all three of our kids are married and and uh, to wonderful spouses and and we have um, two uh, grandchildren, a little boy and a little girl, and two uh, grand dogs, um, uh, a Doberman and a Golden, and um, and we're at this uh, this early stages of grandparent life, so wow. you know, pretty 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 cool, so. Well, I think we should wrap up for today. Yeah. But uh, um, uh, next time, uh, let's talk about uh, how we ended up doing this legacy thing, and 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 what yeah. the heck is legacy, and you know why yeah. are we doing this podcast, and and um, uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to to, to chat about. But uh, man, here we go. We're, we're we've started, Mike. I know it's good. And by the way, if you want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at OurTrueLegacy.com. That's OurTrueLegacy.com. Nice. <laughs> we got to promote a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, we want people to know who we are and what we do. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, uh, I'm excited about all this. And, and um, man, here we go, huh? Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Podcast. Have a blessed week, and we'll talk to you soon.